Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of Hashtag Please Just Start with Scott Greenhut. We are broadcasting live on the In Results Radio Network inside Perimeter Roofing Studio from the Country Inn and Suites by Radisson Hotel in beautiful Stone Mountain, Georgia. Today I'm going to talk about a couple of important life lessons I've learned throughout everything I've endured. But first, I would be remiss if I did not give a little background on myself for all my new listeners. So welcome. About Scott. Before the pandemic, I had started my journey as an inspirational speaker. Very long story short, I became the last person living in my immediate family by age 33. My mom passed away from cancer when I was 12 years old. My dad passed away in August 2017 after being on dialysis for seven years. And my sister passed away from her eight-year battle with ocular melanoma on February 1st of 2019. Between my dad and sister passing away, I was very fortunate I was able to lose 110 pounds on my own, eating healthier and exercising. Now, I will add a little bit into that. Um, it's just easy to say, let's exercise and eat healthy, but I realized, and they say it's about what, 80% at least 80% what you put in your mouth besides just working out. But if I hadn't worked out first and, and gradually gotten my food right, then I would never have, I would never have gotten my food right because, you know, I was eating broccoli sometimes, but then I was eating the candy bars as well. So it's like, once you put all that work and effort in, you really don't want to do that anymore. So, uh, and now I'm very happy to say for over a year, a little bit after the pandemic started, I was doing seven miles a day and I realized that just wasn't enough. And I'm very thankful that I can say, um, I'm very close to 800 days in a row. Do, wow. uh, well, not quite doing 10 miles that whole 800 days in a row, but, um, after I was diagnosed with Crohn's disease, uh, July 1st of, uh, 2019, I can say, uh, July, yeah, July 1st dates. of 20, yeah, you dates, yep. you know, dates. you know me and dates. It. There's my guy Ryan, my boy. My, my boy. My boy. Are, that's my boy. Yeah. In I memory of our, that. in memory of my main man Gordon. My, yeah, so my, like for Gordon. That's right. My late father. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so I'm very uh, happy to say I'm very close to my 800 days in a row uh, since July 1st of 2019. After my body told me that I could um, start working out again, and I've gradually, well, I gradually got up to 10 miles every day, and that's where I feel I'm most comfortable uh, getting my workout in. So, um, without further ado, I'm going to add in, uh, I'm going to talk about a few things I want to talk about. Um, I always like to say about my story, I'm not right. I'm not wrong. It's just my perspective on everything that I've been through. No two journeys are exactly the same. There may be similarities, but no one knows every detail exactly what you've been through. The only person that knows that is you. So without further ado, there's two things I want to talk about. There's many life lessons I've learned that I, when I stand up on the proverbial or actual stage, I want to talk about, but two things I want to talk about today that kind of coincide together to tell a, a personal story and hopefully you can take something from it is about controlling the things you can control and do not judge others. Again, I will repeat that control the things that you can control in life and do not judge other people. So a little story I want to tell that will, uh, you'll understand exactly what I'm saying through that. My late sister, Melissa, as I said, she passed away um, February 1st of uh, 2019. She had ocular melanoma. And so she uh, fought for a, a, a week over eight years. Actually, she found out uh, late January with my dates, late January of 2011 that she was diagnosed with ocular melanoma, eye ca uh, cancer of the eye. And then she um, 
And then she, like I said, she succumbed to it. She passed away February 1st of 2019. So just a little over eight years. She was regular. She lived in, uh, New York, um, along uh, Long Island with her fiance. And she was regularly going to Philadelphia for her, um, treatments with this one time they were trying this one last like ditch effort to try to help her. She was going to Pittsburgh for this treatment. And all the time she was going to Philadelphia, she was like, Scott, I'm not going to do the exact voice like Gordon. Cause she didn't sound like Gordon. We're all <laughs> thankful, very thankful for that. Um, but she's, but she always said, you know, don't surprise me. Don't come up here to don't come up here to Philadelphia. I'm doing this, you know, by myself or whatever. I don't want you to see me like this. And I, and I, I was like, okay, okay. Well, this Pittsburgh trip was going to be for a month cause they were going to take out all of her cells. And then, uh, she was like, had to lay still on this hospital bed, but then she was going to go back. Then she was going to, um, you know, sit there for a while. And then they were going to put the cells back in and see if it could fight the cancer. So it was one like last, last ditch effort to try to see if we could, uh, you know, take care of the cancer. Unfortunately it did not obviously with what I said, she's passed away, uh, over two, you know, two and a half years ago after that. So, um, or a little bit, a few months, um, eight months after that. But anyway, so, when she went to Pittsburgh, I know she was going to be there a month. Our parents have both passed away at that time. She did not say for this Pittsburgh trip to not come up there. And I mean, I, I knew she wouldn't be happy that I was going to go up there. I thought I might get like a slap on the wrist, but I didn't. <laughs> I, sh I thought she'd be like, Scott, why are you up here? I told you not to come. Let me rest. And then when I'm, when, when I fill up to it, we'll visit. And then you leave. And I'm like, like I was just, I was just going to stay one night. So I was like looking forward to like surprising her, showing her that the effort that I, her little brother who also she had left of immediate family, we were going to go. So this is where control the things you can control and do not judge. I share this and let me preface by saying this. I share this in hopes you understand, like not to judge people because this isn't going to be in the best light per se by just my words I'm using with her, but I did not judge her. I was never upset. I was sad that it ended up how I'm about to tell you, but I, I'm not going to judge her because I don't know how she, what she was going through when I went up there. I found a nurse. I didn't want to go in the room in case she was, you know, not respectable or whatever. You know, I don't know how to say that. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. yeah, I just made sure she was in yeah, a she good was, place. Yeah, yeah, good. Yeah. So, yeah, it was weird to say. All right. So, <laughs> so, um, so I I go up there and I say, hey, I'm Melissa Greenhut's little brother. I came from Atlanta, and they're like, oh, she's gonna be so excited to see you. And uh, and I said, well, I don't know if she's going to be excited, but I really, you know, I just want to see her. They're like, well, we'll take you to the room. I said, please, because I don't want to just, you know, barge in there. And so she, so they knock on the door and said, Melissa, you have a guest. And she looked at me. She was so mad. Oh, like, wow. So, so mad. And again, I'm not judging her. I'm not trying to put her in a negative light. This is just something that's happened to me. And it's how you respond to the things that you can't control mm -hmm. that not defines you, but kind of like defines the situation. Right. And that's why now I'm able to share it. No, no ill will intent, nothing. Just, this is just, this is happened to me. And I had to understand that like, I can't, I'm not going to judge her and I don't want anyone else to judge her based on the story because we're never going to know what she was going through. She, I look at it as she was dying. She was 37. She was dying. She felt awful. She had cancers like coming out of her, you know, all over her body. It had spread and it metastasized. And she, um, she told me not to come for all the other stuff. So she couldn't control much in her life. So who saw her or who did not see her was like the only thing she could control. 
that was what she could control. And so I didn't abide by that, but I, I regretted upsetting her, but I think I would regret more now having not gone up there, but I regret that I upset her in the process because sure. I wasn't trying to be about me, but I wanted to just, we didn't have parents alive. So I wanted to go do the brotherly duty I felt that I needed to go do. So she says some choice words that I won't say on the airwaves <laughs> and she's like, get out of here. Da, da, da. So I ended up um, going downstairs and it, it just, it was really bad. Again, I'm not painting her in a bad light. It's just the reality of the situation. She was not happy at all. She's like, I know you're going to put this on social media. Don't do that. I'm like, no. Cause at that time it was her story. Now, unfortunately me being the last person left in my immediate family, these are all my stories to share and everything I've been through. So, Unfortunately, we did not, she, well, she did not talk to me for about eight months or we, we talked four times before she passed away about eight months later. Cause this happened May of, uh, 2018 and Day? she passed away February of, you know, first of 2019. So yeah, we really, she didn't, she didn't, she didn't oh, so know how you, to handle You had the it. dates again. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's amazing. Okay. Yeah. Cause it's, since it's all my story, sure. yeah, yeah. anyone's real story, you know? So anyway, so. It was really hard, but what I guess like the, you know, I'm not saying the quick story, but the, the lessons that you learn through all this is like, I don't know, Lord willing, I don't know what it's like to be 37 and dying. I'm, th I'm 35, almost 36. I don't know what it's like to be 37 and dying. She was leaving behind a fiance in New York and a little brother who was no longer going to have family. I know that did something with it, though. I talk about that a lot because that's my reality. I can't imagine her feeling, you know, knowing that she was going to pass away and be leaving me by myself to fend for myself, how she felt on that end. So I'm never going to judge because I've never been in her shoes. I was never in her shoes and I'm not going to be in her shoes. Mm. So I say all that, like not to make this a quick uh, story, but it really, the meat of it is don't judge people because if there's some, there's, when you judge someone, you're basing it on, your situation, calm, cool, and collective outside of their, outside of their situation. You have, people have judged me with how I live being the last person in my family. I can't imagine being you, whatever. Don't, don't waste. When you judge other people, you're wasting your time with things you need to work on for yourself. I agree with that. You can't, what, what's the, what's the point in judging people? And you're not going to change anything. You're not going to change anything. Are you going to be able to control? Nope. No. So control the thing. I can get more you, into control. Well, sports, sports was it control the controllables. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Everyone do your job. Your job is to be the best you yep. that you can be. Don't all the busy bodies and everything in life. I'm that's, you know, that's really today what I, I wanted to share the story because I feel like it's like in a sense, a powerful story because I could be, I could have been upset, but I, but because I want to do right by controlling the things I can control, how I responded to that, I was sad. Sure. Was I ever mad at her? Not one day. Cause I didn't know what it was like to be her. And I did the best I could in the situation by going to visit. I, I even came home that night. I didn't even spend the night. I did what she wanted me to do at that point because I would have regretted, like I said, regret Please just start. Go after the things you... Sometimes regret can be things you do or don't do in life. So, you know, you can regret things that you've done. I Like for that, I regret going there and upsetting her. But I, I think I would have regretted more not showing her that I cared. Not that she would have thought I didn't care if I didn't go. But the what ifs or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It, well, you know, and I think, Scott, you know, for our listeners, I just throw out to you, the whole judgment thing in our society right now, I think if people would spend a little less time worrying about what other people are doing and just maybe work on what they can control. Mm -hmm. I think that's part of what you're saying. We might all benefit. 
I think we really, really would. <laughs> you know, instead of blasting people on social media, maybe just take a step back and go, and I can't say what it's like to be in their shoes because I'm not them. Yeah, I mean, I had a line in one of my, well, my rapper, my, um, yeah, I rap a little bit, not really. There you go. But in my, no, I don't embarrass myself right now. I just embarrass myself. I'm sorry. No, you know, you're I digress. I digress. I digress. But, but as I, I used to wear white Costco shoes. I loved the Costco shoes they used to have at the white Costco, the white shoes they had at Costco. There we go. I said, no one is, has to walk in my white Costco shoes. That is one of my lines. It's true though. But like. No one would want to probably even buy those shoes that I like there for fifteen dollars that they don't have anymore. But uh, but but literally, like no one. I know that is a figure of speech, but nobody knows what it's like to be. There are similar stories, and like I'm not saying I've had it the worst in the world, being you know at age thirty three, being the last person in my family. But it's but my my story shouldn't be diminished either. No one's story should be at the same time, even if you've had it the worst in the world or if you have it. So kind of a short story today, but hopefully a powerful one in the sense of, I can talk more about controlling the things you can control, but, and, but I felt like can those two life lessons of controlling the things you can control or how you respond to things that other people do and not judging them because you're never going to know what the empathy. I think one thing in life that I want, one thing I want to talk about, one thing in life I think that is missing nowadays is empathy. Mm -hmm. Again, that, that, you know, I, I feel like empathy is one of the big things about empathy is though you may not know what they're going through, take a step back, like not, not from your vantage point, but their vantage point of what they're going through. And a lot of people judge. And I've, I've felt judged since I've had to say that I'm the last person in my family and what people would do or whatever, but I can't worry about what other people do. And no one should worry on the same uh, end of that about what I do. So I just wanted to share those things. Uh, I want to leave you with that. And so um, I would like to thank you for tuning in to another episode of Hashtag Please Just Start on the End Results Radio Network inside Perimeter Roofing Studio from the Country Inn and Suites by Radisson in beautiful Stone Mountain, Georgia. Please stay tuned for upcoming shows or listen to past shows by visiting www.inresults.com with a Z and simply click on the current shows button to hear this and many other shows on the network 24-7 or anywhere you get your podcast. Until next time, this is Scott Greenhut signing off. This has been another hashtag please just start podcast. And my hope is that you'll live your life with no regrets and go after that thing you constantly think about and hashtag please just start.